Welcome back to another episode of Let's Have a Sip. I'm your host, Sean Drinks. What's going on, bud? Hey, man. How are you doing? Good. Just sipping on your uh, Mossy Horn whiskey I got and just chilling, enjoying the day, trying not to sweat my ass off. It's hot as shit. Uh, Horrible out there, man. It is absolutely horrible. Yeah, me and my girl just came back from, uh, we went to Joanne's. It's, uh, you, ever, you know what store I'm talking about? It, it's kind of like a, kind of like a home goods store because we were like, we were wanting to get Oh, some, I do. Uh, yes, I do know what you're talking about. It's usually yeah. like beside some targets or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we were getting some like paintbrushes and stuff because we we're like redoing our backyard and we're out there kind of standing some, uh, some wood around our like plants and flowers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going inside because it is too hot right now. So. <laughs> but you're you're not even from Texas, right? Originally? No, no. Originally New Orleans, grew up in Tennessee, and I have been in Texas. It'll be close to a year. May 28th is full year. I'll be in Texas. So yeah. Yep. Good luck. Uh, you might earn your 18 month badge. <laughs> it's horrible. I dread summer. Yeah, man. I so I uh, so part of my job outside of the podcast is um, I have to get on trucks and stuff like that at UPS, and um, I don't have to do it every day. But I was there was one day a couple weeks ago where it was like ninety degrees, and I I was like, dude, my body is just not used to this. And like every every other day during the week, I'll you know have some have some whiskey, drink a couple beers or any, or something like that, and I yeah. just. I was t- telling my girl, like, I can't do this. I need to get back in shape. I, ne- I need to hydrate so much during the week because I'm going to die. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I'm on a, trying to get on a health journey as well. I need to try to get back in shape and just hydrate. and just I don't know. Yeah, I can't do it, especially in the summers. So hard to breathe also. Yeah. But yeah, man, so uh, Mossy Horn Whiskey. That's, that's your yeah. line. That, that's that that's your brand. Line. So, um I only have one line right now, just the one, but some coming soon, and I'm super excited about it, man. So how long has Mossy Horn Whiskey, which is actually what I'm drinking right now, using this little uh, decanter I bought off your website. It's pretty cool. So um, got the little – probably can't see it, but logo's on there. Pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so how did you get uh, started in the world of whiskey? Okay. Yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, okay. give, us, give, give us the cliff notes. So as a troubled youth, <laughs> I was actually kind of going through a hard time in life. And my cousin, who's never and still to this day has never taken a sip of alcohol in his life, called me up one day and he said, hey, do you want to work with me? And I said, how much are you paying? And he's like, back then it was eight fifty an hour. I'm like, yes, done. Cause it was more than my $8 an hour job. So I went to work with him. I didn't even know what he did he, he, or what he does. Um, he just said he's uh, working on the bottling line. I'm like, okay, bottling line. I have no idea. So I started off working at a small mom and pop distillery um, in Louisville, Texas. So a little bit North of Dallas going into Denton and so just small mom and pop and so I don't know if you've ever heard of Silver Star Whiskey or New Vodka um, or 1835 Whiskey it's a Specs usually a Specs brand with them I think I I think I may have seen them I'm not very 
I, I'm not very well versed in those. They're lines. bigger Texas brands. They're bigger Texas brands. Okay. So I started off bottling for those guys, just just on the bottling line, just putting the corks in, putting the labels on, filling it up with the whiskey, filling it up with vodka. And I loved it so much, man. I, I don't know why I just fell in love with it. And from there, I started working uh, for a distributor. And I worked for the distributor for the next seven years or so. And um, I actually took my 401k out of the distributor that I was working for. I was fully vested. And I came out with my own line of whiskey. Okay. So I knew a lot of the guys before that were doing kind of their own whiskeys and things like that. And um, they guided me along the way. If you have ever heard of uh, uh, New Vodka, Western Sun kind of started off with yes. River. So Western Sun, I know a lot of people that work with them. Um, and they're, they're essentially, they used to be really small. They're actually one of the bigger uh, vodka companies now in, in the U.S. So, Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. So you, so the, um, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm very green behind the ears when it comes to whiskey. Um, I just, I love, you know, just trying a lot of different things and trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like. And so Mossy whiskey is a blend of two different single barrels, correct? Correct. Yeah. And it's, it's very unique. So a lot of times you go into the store and you'll see, you know, you'll see a bottle that's a single barrel whiskey or a single barrel bourbon or something. And people love those people flock to those. Right. So I take two single barrels, small batches and blend those together one or two barrels at a time and fill up my bottles, two barrels at a time and fill up my bottles. Yes. Okay. So now in every th- your juice for lack of a better word, your whiskey is uh, MGP, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it is. Yeah. Okay. So for everyone that does not know, and again, I'm still learning all this stuff. Yeah. MGP Midwestern grain products. So that's in Indiana. Yes. Um, do you have a specific distillery that you go to or is that, how does that work? So they only, they have a couple distilleries. They more have more so have holdings places for all their barrels that they do. They, I mean, they do a whole lot of barrels cause they provide for probably 60% of the whiskey that's kind of on the market right now. May, maybe a little bit less, but they do a whole lot of uh, whiskey, mostly bourbon or rye a little bit of weeded, but uh, no, I don't specifically have a distillery of theirs that I use. Um, I'm pretty confident that it's all coming from Indiana. They have some other ones in Kentucky as well, but I'm pretty sure all my stuff's coming from Indiana. Um, But I have a specific mash bill on the barrels that I use. So, yeah. Okay. So you want to kind of talk about exactly what that is, what that means? So the mash bill, so when it comes to whiskey, people are like, oh, you know, there's, th- you know, three or four different grains that people use, malted barley, corn, rye, wheat. Those are usually the four main grains people use to make whiskey. And the mash bill is what percentage of those grains are used when you distill the actual spirit, when it's coming out of the steel, uh, the distillation process. So when it gets out of there, it's a specific proof. And then you barrel it for a certain amount of years or months if you're a little bit younger. But mine is in uh, a five-year-old barrel and a three-year-old barrel that I blend together. And the mash bill that I use is a 21% rye bourbon, and which means, which means the rest of the mash bill would be corn if it's a bourbon. And I use a 15% rye 
corn whiskey, which essentially the difference between that and a bourbon would be the barrels that I use for it. So the only way it can be called a bourbon is if it's aged in new white oak barrels. Yeah, I was, uh, it's, it's very interesting how I found out about your brand was, um, I, th- I want to say, I'm pretty sure I was at Lucky Liquor. So that's like my yeah. spot. That's my jam. That's where I usually go to, awesome. to get all my bottles. Awesome. Um, you know, lo- local, local, uh, liquor store, private, private store here in Dallas, Texas. Is that off of um, Henderson, right? Henderson. Avenue? Yes. Yeah, so it's off of Henderson, and uh, you know that little area in Dallas is like it's popping. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally around like five o'clock, that's when all the restaurants are opening up around there. Um, saw the they'll put like the little stickers out says new item. You know, check this out, whatever. So yes. I was like, it's like Mossy Horn whiskey. I was like, you know what? Let me try that. So because I'm yeah. always trying to try new stuff. I mean, yeah. I just just picked this one up yesterday. We'll talk about that one another time. Oh, but um, um, what is that one called? Wait, what is that one? So this is, I never even heard of them. I had stopped over at some uh, liquor store here in Dallas um, called Top Liquor or something. Mm. I've always seen them. I've never never stopped by, yeah. but it's called uh, Slow River Blend. Slow, River, Slow blend. River Blend. I feel like I've seen it around, never tasted it. I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, um, so it, uh, the distillery, or excuse me, the, the actual name is Bon Brecker. I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. Yeah, I, I think that might be. I think it might be German or something like that. But it's a Hefeweizen whiskey, which oh. so it's a blend of straight wheat whiskeys and lightly macerated, which I don't even know what that means with lemon <laughs> with lemon peel and clove. Now it's not normally something I really go for, but because uh, it's like um it's lower proof. 80 proof, not really no, necessarily something I go for, but they had some rep in there and he was like, Hey, you want to try this? And I was like, hell yeah, let me get a little sip. I tried it. And, um, and it wasn't bad. It's, it's cool. the, the price point on it's decent. It's like 30, 35 bucks. And, uh, what are they out of? does it say the guy that was telling me all about the brand said that they're, uh, distilled out of the still Austin, uh, distillery. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's blended and bottled in Austin, Texas. Okay. So. Yeah. I know, I know, still Austin pretty well. I haven't had the chance to try any of their stuff, but I mean, I've heard they're pretty good. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a little bit about them for sure. But yeah, but yeah, coming back to Mossy Horn, uh, I was in there in Lucky Liquor, saw that, tried it, and I was like, okay, cool. And then, um, like randomly, and it's so weird, randomly, like either the the day of or the next day, you or whoever runs your Instagram started yeah. following me, and I'm like, what the heck? That's funny. Because uh, like, I didn't post anything about it, and it was super weird because I was like, it's one of those things where, like, you're having a conversation with somebody, yeah. and, like, whatever you're talking about, you pull up your phone, and you're like, hey, I was just talking about that. Who's listening yeah. to me right now? Well, <laughs> so. it's, it's actually crazy. So whenever the back, whenever the barcode of my bottle gets scanned, it sends a notification to my phone uh, where and who scanned it out. And so I can figure out. And so I go and I add all those people on Instagram who buys a bottle of my stuff. I'm just kidding. That's not how it works at all. I was going to say, I was like, I've <laughs> never heard of this. That sounds no, sketchy. No, <laughs> no. Um, no I, I don't know. It must have been fate or something. I think it's really cool that, though, that um, we added you on Instagram. I was super excited about it whenever you uh, contacted us and wanted to do the podcast. I was, I was stoked, man. I was super excited. I still am like, this is this is amazing. This is awesome. Something yeah. that we're both living in. We get to do our own thing, and, and and we get to you know 
live these dreams that we kind of never imagined would happen. That's kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I asked you how you kind of got your start and stuff like that, but like how long have you actually been in the game? About a year, a year and a couple months ago, I actually left my job at the distributing company. Honestly, like how it happened, there's probably four or five different things that lined up that happened to me, like in a negative way that I would just, at the end of the day, I was just like, F it. Like, I'm doing this. I don't care. Like, I'm going to come out. I'm about to prove a point to somebody, to four or five different people, show them that I'm capable of way more than they think that I am capable of. Or, you know, um, I just got pissed off enough to take my entire 401k out and start my own brand of whiskey. Like, you really got to kind of be, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, something. But um, anyway, all that lined up. And so I I actually left about a year and a half ago. I created the LLC immediately. And I took my 401k out and started investing in the bottles and the uh, caps and uh, the labels, designing the labels, everything. Brand has started about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then you've... uh... Only been in the stores since November. Okay. Only been in stores since November. So it took me about six months to get everything filled up, ready to go, and uh, able to start selling in the stores. You know, I I know I saw you in a lot of like, uh, you know, mom and pop or that's lack for a better word, mom or pop, um, yeah, we, pri- private yeah, stores and stuff like that. Yeah. And then independence. Uh, we say kind of independence or we say small mom and pop, uh, yeah. accounts, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, I was hopping into specs, uh, randomly one day and you know, that that's usually what I do. Uh, whenever I have time is I'll go, I'll go bourbon hunting and, um, you know, I saw, I saw you in the store and I was like, not you physically. I saw the uh, Mossy yeah. whiskey and I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I took a picture and sent it to you and I was like, you know, yeah. moving on up, man. So, oh, yeah. um, huge. so like what, um, trying to think of a good way to word this. Like, what is your process to be able to get into, you know, stores such as specs or total wine? So I actually just got into total wine. I don't know if I told you that. So just finally got approved and I'm awesome. all over all over Texas with Total Wine. I think with the exception of like five or eight stores or something like that, but I'm almost in every Total Wine in Texas. Um, at least San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Uh, so my process, <laughs> honestly, man, um, if you go to these big companies, so you go to like Jack Daniels, you go to a- any of these bigger companies, well, okay, Jack is is different. So like uh, medium-sized companies, you, something where the brand hasn't been put into the stores yet, they have a whole department that reaches out to the distributor, that reaches out to the chain store and gets chain authorization. They go through such a chain of command that like it, it takes forever to get, it takes a year for something to get authorized into the account. I went straight to the source I contacted corporate, so I'll contact corporate and I will talk to almost every single department before before I figure out which department actually does the authorizations of it. And then I'll reach out and I'll somehow, I don't know because I don't think I'm supposed to know the direct emails to these people, but I figure out what their emails are. And you know, and I'll tell you how I learned 
this kind of how to just go out there and do it. Um, but I'll f figure out these direct emails to these people and I'll just email them directly and I'll say, uh, Hey, Mr. So-and-so or Hey, Mrs. So-and-so uh, I just, and I'll send them a picture or, or I'll give them a description. Hey, just came out with this bottle. It's my very own. And I will give them my spiel. And a lot of people want to bring in someone who <laughs> apparently takes out their 401k busts their butt and, and does a lot to do, you know, and I tell them like, I will do anything to make sure this brand sells in the stores. And so I'm going to every specs and I'm making sure and I'm hand selling or I'm setting up tastings for people and samplings and making sure that the bottle is selling out of their stores. And they, as, as they're making their money, they don't care, you know? Um, but the way that I learned to reach out directly to the snake head or, you know, reach out directly to the head head guy up there or wherever. I, when I used to work for the distributor, there was this lady, her name was Casey Barber. And uh, she came out with this wine. It was called Rose Gold Rosé. And it became huge in all of the Tom Thumbs and on premise. It just became one of the biggest rosés in, in kind of the DFW area very quickly because she got into a big chain, Tom Thumb. And I asked her, I was out with her one day. I'm like, hey, so how did you, how'd you end up getting into Tom Thumb, like on your own or whatever? She's extremely, extremely small. She owns it by herself, no investors, nothing, just like me. And she's like, honestly, you want to know what I did? I'm like, yeah, what'd you do? And she's like, I just hopped in. Uh, so one of the, the main guy who makes the authorization, she figured out who he was. And he's like, I just hopped in his DMs and, and basically said, I'll do anything to get in the stores. And so I took that mentality of like, hey, I just got to jump directly into these guys' Instagram or jump in directly to their email or whatever I need to do and almost beg kind of for the, for the distribution. I don't think there's many people that are go-getters nowadays like that. And so I think that's what kind of distinguishes me and makes me stick out is that I went out and just effing got it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, because not every not it's not every day that someone's gonna take all of their um, income from their four hundred one k to, um, you know, to take a chance or take a risk to do something like what you're doing, or if you were starting some other kind of business. And I think that's awesome. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't really see that too much nowadays. I mean, I think they just felt sorry for me. <laughs> we gotta help this guy out somehow. He's about to lose it all. Let's see if we can do something for this guy. Well, I mean, it worked to your benefit if they felt sorry for you, which I don't think they did because it's a like it's a business. Like so, you know, for instance, we we're talking about specs, and for those of you that don't know, which I didn't even know about it until I moved to Texas, specs is like a a, a big chain, a big liquor store, and it's like a massive mega warehouse. And I remember yeah. the first time I walked into like a specs or a total wine. Yeah. And I was kind of like overwhelmed. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Huge. They get a lot of allocations. And to put it in perspective, um, there are about 209, I think, give or take, plus or minus, uh, total wine in the entire country, I believe. Somewhere around 200, 200 to 300. There are around 210 specs locations in all of Texas by itself, Texas alone. So to put it in perspective, it's, it's an enormous – chain store in the state of texas it's like yeah. getting into a walmart or you know kroger for a food item so it's pretty yeah. good yeah for sure and and i didn't realize this until recently i was uh talking to a buddy of mine just about whiskey surprise surprise um 
And he was like, yeah, back in whatever state he was from, he was like, yeah, so you can go into, you know, some grocery store or like a 7-Eleven and they'll, they'll have liquor in the store. And I'm like, wait, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So yeah. it, it's dependent upon the laws with each state. And I was like, you know, I never really thought about that before. So, but because it's like, I'll have a buddy like in, I got friends all over the state that are like, you know, searching for whiskey and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I'm at, uh, you know, Win Dixie or Walmart or whatever yeah. store. And they're like, yeah, I found this. And I'm like, you found that at a grocery store? Yeah. And I'm like, busting my butt to go try to find like these, like, I guess, rare bottles. Yeah. And I'm like, and the, this guy's over here at a grocery store finding it for like MSRP. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. So, yeah. Which, which brings me to another point uh, the secondary market. Oh my God. I was, yeah. so a store that I was in the other day, um, I never seen so many good bottles in one spot, but like the prices on them were just insane. Yeah. In, yeah I insane. Tell you where to go get a bottle of, you know, Weller foolproof or, you know, the, the uh, single barrel Weller or something like that, but you're going to pay $800 for it. That's just, That's a, I saw a Weller single barrel yesterday. Yeah. I, never, I never seen one in a store before, and I yeah. knew exactly how much it was. It was eight hundred. I'm like, yeah. uh, no, that's a no for me. I don't, I don't understand it, man. I do not understand it. They're never going to sell. I mean, they may sell that bottle, maybe. I mean, three years from now, when it's not, you know, going to be worth waiting on it for that long. But I don't yeah. know. So it's, yeah, the secondary market is insane. Hopefully, someday I'll have a brand that comes out with. That's on, you know, everybody will be flocking to it for the secondary market. I got some good stuff coming up, man. It's it's exciting what I got coming up. So, can you so, talk about it? I, I can a little bit. There's some things I I kind of have to hold off because it's not set in stone. Um, and it actually there's other people involved now, so it's not gonna be uh, me by myself anymore, which is a good thing. I, I finally have some some help. Um, but Mossy Horn is probably about to be all over Texas. Right now, it's primarily in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, but it is about to probably spread deep into Texas all over. Uh, and we may even go into a different state pretty soon. Um, and might be doing some different juice for my single barrel, uh, uh, barrel-proof stuff, uncut, unfiltered. So that one is going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be a beautiful bottle. Uh, I'm working on doing something with, you know, something like what Blanton's does uh, with their cap and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm going to go all out on the juice, the label, the bottle. It's, it's going to be all around beautiful, man. Um, so that's going to be my uncut, unfiltered coming out. And, and it's going to be, hopefully, I'm hoping, uh, wanted in the market big time. Um, I'm going to get with a couple of the whiskey clubs in Texas and uh, kind of taste test them on it and see what their thoughts are. But it's, I'm, I'm already going to let you know, it's going to be some really nice juice. Very, very, very nice juice from uh, a different kind of distillery. So than where I'm getting from, but that's kind of all I can say right there. Um, but I am coming out with another flavored whiskey for the kind of, traditional and i swear every time i have a, a tasting i have um these these people in the liquor stores they're like yeah i drink whiskey straight i'm like okay what do you drink oh crown apple i'm like okay <laughs> let me uh let me give you a little sprite with this or something like that like this is a little bit different than your typical 
TX or Crown or Jack or whatever you like drinking that's mainstream, this is straight out of the barrel. I don't put anything else in it. It's not like I'm a big distillery. Like I'm, this is from the ground up here. So this is like real authentic whiskey that you're going to be tasting. The barrel, everything that's smoky, that oakiness, black licorice, you know, all of that. Um, but I'm coming out with a pecan whiskey and probably, so I'm still waiting on federal regulation for the label because that's what kind of stops me from moving forward so fast. Uh, but that's about to go through and I'm looking at about two months before I actually get it on the market. And it's going to be a very nice uh, sipping whiskey for people who like the flavored drinks, you know, the honey whiskeys of your world. But it's going to be different for pecan flavor. So it's going to be very nice. If you ever been to Bucky's? Oh, yeah. For, dude, that place blew my mind. The oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. So have you ever had the uh, sugar pecans from Bucky's? So that's what my whiskey is going to mimic is okay. drink the whiskey. It's going to remind you of those sugar pecans. Not quite as sweet or sugary, you know, because I don't want it to be overwhelmingly full of sugar, which it's not. It actually has a lot less than most other flavored whiskeys. Um, so it's going to have that whiskey taste with hints of pecan under undertones of that pecan maple flavor. It's going to be real nice, man. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That because uh, I I think I tried something similar, maybe not as accurate as like what you're describing, but um, oh, what's the name of the company? It was a store pick from Lucky Liquor. Um, Standard Proof, I think is the name of it. Yeah. It's, a ten it's a Tennessee whiskey. I don't think it's Dickel, um, but it was some sort of uh, pecan infused uh, store pick, and I was like, you know what? I, and I. I hadn't really branched out to like a lot of different flavored whiskeys and stuff like that. And I tried it and like, it wasn't um, overwhelmingly sweet or anything like that. And um, I, I thought it was great. So I'm really, yeah. looking, I'm really looking forward to that's, Yeah. That's my goal. Right. I don't, you know, you want to hit that sweet market, right. The people who like drinking the sweet stuff, but you don't want to over, you know, you don't want to ruin it. You don't want to over put some sugar in it and just kind of turn the actual whiskey drinkers off who do enjoy it. Cause a lot of the whiskey clubs, a lot of those guys still enjoy some of the liqueurs or some of the, the flavored whiskeys and things like that. As long as it's not overpowerfully sweet, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, it, and one thing I'm kind of learning as I've, um, as I'm, you know, progressing with my knowledge with whiskey and stuff is like, just because I like X, Y, and Z, doesn't mean that the next person is going to like X, Y, and Z and vice versa. Someone can think it yeah. tastes like, you know, uni whatever, something amazing. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, that kind of tastes like crap. But like, yeah. um, cause I mean, I've also had bottles that I've uh, purchased that I thought tastes like straight raccoon butthole. Yeah. And, and yeah. but I, but I, but I come back to it like a week or two later and I'm like, actually, this is really not that bad. So it's very interesting how, all that works. Yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes you got to taste something a couple times. So, like, I tasted a Stag Junior one time, and I was just like, like, whoa! <laughs> like, it was just kind of not for me for a second. You know, it was just so high proof. It was like one twenty, um, and it was just I don't. I wasn't expecting that much of you know. I don't know. I, I guess I just pronounced, but. As I started to sip it a couple more times, 
you know, I was really just like, wow, you know, this, it retains a lot of the flavor. It, it, this is actually really a extremely nice bourbon. Like you're just, you're kind of amazed by it. But by first sip, it was, it was really kind of like, just kind of blew me like in a way where I wasn't expecting. So yeah, you got to definitely sip it a couple times to really, really enjoy it. Really kind of understand what it's supposed to be tasting like. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's kind of one thing I tell people that are newer to, you know, the world is like, you don't want to start off with like a cash strength or a barrel proof, if you will. Um, if you're going to start out drinking whiskey, like you want to kind of start out with like, you know, something a little bit lower proof. That way you don't initially think like, Oh, you're drinking like kerosene. Like, why do you like this? But it's, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a acquired taste to be able to understand like what, what you're actually what you're actually tasting, you know, what you're smelling and stuff like that. And again, I've already said it like a million times, like I'm still learning and I, I think it's yeah. awesome. So me too. Yeah. Yep. It's something in, in it's something that you just don't. So if you ever heard it, I think I talked to you about this before W set W S C T. Um, uh, I think so. Yes. Wine spirits education trust. Okay. Yep. It's, it's a lot of what a lot of sommeliers do to get certified a lot, a lot of uh, just people who are big connoisseurs uh, in the industry. They take this, these tests, and they're like classes, essentially. They're like probably harder than some college level classes. Um, but these, these, they just teach you so much. And I'm WSET two certified, and I, I can't tell you the jump between two and three is huge. There's so much that I don't know. You know, there's absolutely so much that you just you can keep learning about the industry, and then things are innovative. You know, you, you start off years ago, just being copper pot distilled. Right. And then they turn to the stills and then they, and then now they come out with this stuff, which, you know, I'm not necessarily for, cause you know, I like the traditional way, but have you heard of, uh, accelerated aged bourbon? Or uh, can't say I have no. So it's like in a lot, you gotta kind of be careful too. Cause a lot of people use it. They'll take, staves and they'll put it like they'll put all the whiskey in a still in a steel they'll actually age it in the barrel for six months or something like that and then they'll put the staves into the uh into a steel they'll dump it all into a, a giant still and then they'll put staves in it and then they'll they'll like turn on an ultrasound in a still for days and the whiskey will pass through the staves through the ultrasound, and it basically it speeds up the processing of oaking the or aging the whiskey. With yeah, because you know if it's when a when a barrel is just sitting on its own for years, the whiskey breathes into the barrel and breathes out, and that's how it gets a lot of that oakiness and from from the from the barrel that it's in. Uh, and so they accelerated by putting ultrasound into these stills and shooting the whiskey through the staves. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, just the technology. So things change. We're always learning new stuff. Yeah. To come back to this part. I don't mean to keep going, you know, off on tangents, but no, that's why we're here, man. We're just shooting the shit, just enjoying life. But um, that that sounds like, and I, I don't. I don't know much about, you know, the, the whole whiskey world and how everything's aged and blah, blah, blah. But like, that just sounds like they're just trying to rush the product. Yes. I, I feel like you're not getting. 
It does not taste the same. I'll say that. Does not. So it's like they're just trying to get a quick buck and they don't really care about yeah. the process or the yeah. um yeah. 100 percent Yeah, I don't like that. So no. <laughs> keep it traditional. Get put it in the barrels and just wait. That's the hardest thing I think about aging barrels is waiting for them to get done. But after year three or four, when you got enough sitting there and then you've buried barrels every single year after that and you get to open them up after the third or fourth year, you're, you know, you're kind of content. You're like, okay, like, sure. Like I'm good now, but waiting three or four years, is a hard process. It takes a lot of money to do that. It's, it's just, it's tedious. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So hands down, no, outside of Mossy Horn. Yeah. Hands down. Best, best pour you've ever had in your life. Honestly, People are going to, uh, you know, I ran into a guy the other day. He was like, and I was like, hey, you want to try a little bit? He's like, no, no. How old is it? I'm like, it's average of four years old. No, you want to know what I drink? And he pointed out some Elijah Craig 12-year-old barrel proof. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, try competing with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to. Like, I'm, I'm not those guys. You know, you can try some of mine or not. I don't care either way. But if you're going to just try to sip that all day long, like, I've had better pours than that. Okay. So one, I had some old granddad and I was just like, wow, it was, it was, it was very, very good. I've had Pappy, mm-hmm. I've had Eagle Rare, I've had it, I've Blanton's, um, but do you want to know? Okay, so do you want best pour period or do you want best pour by like dollars, right? So like how much the bottle might be worth. Well, so that's probably going to be a two-part question because okay. you can have you can you could have you know the best pour of your life and it could be you know whatever twenty bucks or whatever, but then yeah, so I guess, I guess it's kind of a two-part question. Outside of Mossy Horn, right? <laughs> um, I'm trying to look at my little liquor setup I have over here, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, you know, while you think about it, I'll tell you what yeah. mine, I'll tell you what mine is. So yeah. You know, everyone is going flipping crazy over Buffalo Trace and what have you. Um, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, I'll see Tilted Bottle. You know, the uh, I don't know the guy's actual name, but do you know who I'm referring to? No, I don't. So it's uh, so the specs off of North Central Expressway here in Dallas. You yeah. know, for whatever reason, they get some some good good bottles in there, and they get them consistently, which to me blows my mind. Yeah. But um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll post a whole bunch of stuff like, hey, we got X, Y, and Z coming in, you know, no holds, whatever, X amount of bottles, first, yeah. come, first come, first serve, whatever. Right. So um, I haven't been there in a while, but I still follow him. And I think it's cool to kind of see, like, you know, how he's promoting specs and, you know, whatever. And um, it's kind of funny. It's he'll, he'll kind of, and it's kind of a joke in the whiskey world. It's like, you got Blanton's in the back. Um, right. so he'll, uh, he'll put in his stories, like something about whatever bottle. And he's like, no, this is not code for, we have any Buffalo trace products. I will not <laughs> post about any of this stuff because I mean, people literally go crazy and yeah, it, but hands down best pour I've ever had. I don't know what year it was, but I was at the steakhouse with my girl. I think it was for like Valentine's day this, this year. Uh, had George T. Stag, and I thought it was 
I mean, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, ne- I've only had Stag Junior. I have never had George T. Stag. So that's one that I think I would be extremely excited to try. Um, maybe Pappy. I think Pappy was just super smooth, easy to drink. Um, that or, um, I'm, or, or the old granddad that I had that was – because old granddad is – I don't think it's super like sought after, but it was just so smooth and it was, you know, it was barrel strength. And I was just, I was blown away with how easy that thing was. Um, But probably, you know, honestly, I, I even think I have, I think probably to answer the question and the twofold question with best pour and, um, Per dollar, both it's the same, same, uh, same whiskey, and I don't think anything that I've ever had could really beat it. Uh, it was Russell's ten-year-old bourbon. Okay. Have you ever had it? I don't think I have. Is that the oh. one that comes in like the silver box or some like interesting looking? Oh no, 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 man! You can get this bottle anywhere. It's only about forty bucks, maybe, depending okay. on where you get it. Is that the white uh, label? It's white with red on it. Okay. And uh, I wish I had a, an old Obama. No, I know I know what you're talking about. I just I, I just got one of their single barrels the other day. Um, the Russell's. Ru- yeah. Okay, the Russell's single barrel is good, but the Russell's just regular Russell's ten year old bourbon is man. You just it's just you get it for like thirty five or thirty six bucks, and you're just like, there's no way in hell this thing costs. 30 something dollars it's you know it's almost i think it's somewhere at 46 or 47 percent alcohol um there's just you're just like whoa like it is amazing how beautiful this bottle was made and it's super inexpensive you can't get 10 years old nowadays like that i mean it's better than eagle rare and it's just i don't know it was amazing for me but i need to try the george t stag now yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man, that and, you know, people, all the connoisseurs or, you know, whatever you want to call these people that are very savants, if you will, um, you know, in the, they know about the years and stuff like that. Like I said, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what year I had, but all I know is that I tried it and I was like, I feel bad drinking the rest of this. Because <laughs> it's so good. And um, dude, like, you know, I've had Stag Jr. as well. Again, I don't know what year it was, but yeah. super good. I'm just like, oh my god! Where were you at again? Where where was this at? Uh, where did I have the bottle? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I did. I I, I didn't say, but I was so George C. Stag. I had at um, Albernay's, a steakhouse here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, my girlfriend and I were there for um, Valentine's Day, so you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to splurge a little bit. We're going to enjoy the day. You know, she got her wine. I don't remember exactly what she got, but um, whatever she had, according to her, was amazing. I don't have a, a very well-versed palate for uh, wine. But, oh, uh, I do. That is my forte, man. Yeah? might know it better than uh, whiskey, for sure. Okay. Well, I think you and my girlfriend might have a lot of good conversations because she loves wine. So. <laughs> we need to swap those podcasts here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have her come on real quick. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. That, <laughs> that would be funny. No, I. that's what my world was before I went to whiskey was uh, with the distributor seven years with wine. I mean, that's 
essentially what the uh, the W set test is. I mean, I just I love it. I love learning about it, but I can't drink a lot now because of I have asthma and the sulfites in the wine. It stirs up a lot of the my asthmatic exacerbations. So I did not know that uh, you were in the world of wine. If you told me, I didn't remember because I know a couple weeks back oh, no. we had talked on the phone for like an hour or two, and oh, yeah. I don't really remember if you said that or not. But that's very good to know. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, if you have any questions, man? I got you. Oh, I'll hit you up. You know I will. So I'm not bash- sure. I'm not bashful, but, uh, but yeah. So whenever you talk about sulfites, um, you know this is something I'm still learning as well. Is like so I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's something that you put on the top or into the uh, the whole yeah. bottle, and you pour it. It's supposed to take the sulfites out. Put that in quotes. Um, do, mm. do, do you you know what I'm referring to? No, there's there's some things that they started putting in the corks now where like it doesn't oxidize the wine, which that's how wine goes bad is when you pop the cork, oxygen will get it in, it'll oxidize and it'll just taste completely different. There's something you could just poke the cork with in, pour the wine, uh, and then it'll seal it off basically. And it doesn't oxidize it. I don't know anything about taking the sulfites out though, okay. which would be amazing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I was at this uh, country club here in Dallas. This was like, I want to say it was actually before I moved here. Um, you know, I was with with my girl, and um, her mom was there, and she was. Uh, they were looking at getting some bottle of wine or whatever, and they put what you were referring to into the into the cork. And I was like, "What is that thing? And how yeah. are you doing that?" So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's like I said, the technology nowadays. It's crazy. I'm used to, you just had a bag full of wine and when it was done, you, you had to get it done that day. You know what I mean? It's like you had to share it with people no matter how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the thing that, um, I'm, uh, I don't like, I have a lot of bottles of whiskey and I think I don't have an accurate number. I think it's like maybe like 120 bottles. Um, so quite a bit. That still um, have whiskey in them. Yes. So I, I know, but see, the thing is with like, drinker. I, yeah, I like to <laughs> stop and smell the roses, if you will. Yeah. So, um, but now, like, uh, you know, a lot of my buddies that really enjoy whiskey, I don't really have the opportunity to be able to, you know, hang out with them outside of, you know, either work or, you know, they're probably in a different state because they live there. So, yeah. um, you know, if we ever have friends that are coming over, like, I want to be able to have them kind of enjoy what I'm drinking and I'll kind of expose yeah. them to whatever it is that I have, or I'm kind of into for that week or month or whatever, yeah. um, or my day-to-day drinker. But like, it's hard for me to give, like, we'll say like, for instance, this bottle over here, right here, that's probably my most expensive bottle. And you probably the EH Taylor. No. Well, so I got two H Taylors right next to okay. it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is a Kentucky Owl. It's a let the Oh, Kentucky Owl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's a rye. This specific one is a rye whiskey. It's a 10 year and it's the last, last rye batch. So the distiller, well, I don't know the guy's name or, yeah. or whoever it was. It was like their last batch that they were doing for that distillery. Cause I, I guess they were either retiring or yeah. whatever so um dude that's huge it, that's see that's a bottle to save right yeah ex- like exactly huge. but like yeah. i'm not the kind of guy to be like i'm gonna buy this bottle but i'm never gonna open it I'm, no yeah yeah like i want to buy stuff 
to enjoy it and to enjoy it with other people as well. But my point is, is like, you know, I don't want to share that kind of bottle with someone that can't appreciate what's in that bottle. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm some like guy that like only buys rare bottles because that's not the case. But so that's amazing of you that you're humble about it. Like I said, I met the guy the other day and he's like, Oh, you know, want to know what I drink? This E.H. Taylor 12 year old, I could get it shipped to my house for a hundred dollars. I'm like, Okay, that's fine. You can buy mine for 30. I don't care what you do. Mine's four years old. That's 12 years old. There's a third of the price. There you go. You're getting what you pay for. That's fine. But don't don't bash somebody or don't you know don't act like you're high above everybody because you can drink that anybody can drink that stuff you know yeah. what I mean it doesn't matter but um, th- I think it's amazing how humble you are about it and that's why I love talking to you Sean you're amazing dude I love being here at just just chopping it up um, but one of my best friends who actually is the one that I would not be here making my own bottle making my own brand without him. He told me he was the one that let me taste his uh, uh, pappy. He man, we were just at his house. I'd never, I I wasn't into whiskey as much as you know I am now. But he was just like, here, here's some pappy. Try it out. Here, here's my you know this uh, stag junior. Try it. Here, let's taste test at the same night. He's like, let's taste test uh, uh, eagle rare and some other measly $20 bottle he had that I was like shocked on how similar these things were. But, um, he told me like he, and I won't forget this whiskey's meant to be drank. Whiskey's meant to be drank. Right. Well, like we don't make whiskey to not drink it. We, we make it to enjoy it. Now he also told me the same thing you're telling me that he wants to pop these bottles and share these bottles with people who appreciate it, appreciate the art, appreciate how things are made, appreciate the taste, the concept of it all. I mean, that's, and I'm, I'm following you a hundred percent. And I admire that about you that like, you're not going to pop that bottle open for someone who's not going to appreciate it. But at the same time, you know, I don't know if, if you're, your woman, if your lady drinks, but if she, if she does or drinks whiskey a whole lot, that might not be, you know, like my, my lady, she loves whiskey and she enjoys it. She drinks Mossmore neat all the time. She drinks a lot of these things neat. And so that's something that I would drink with her. I finished my Blanton's with her, you know what I mean? So I get it hundred percent. I admire that as well. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So are you saving the Kentucky Owl for an occasion? Uh, no, I can't say that I'm saving it for any specific occasion it's just uh you feel it when you feel it when when the time is right like you know my next next door neighbor um he's uh him and his wife are super into rye whiskey so he was uh i think the second person that i that i shared it with because i haven't i've only shared it with two people and i've drank it by myself and i was just like this was I, i would say this is probably hands down the this is the second best rye whiskey i've ever had and i was like wow. i mean that's pretty good so what's, um what's the nashville on it fuck i don't know man i'm gonna have to pull this off off of there um <laughs> i was just curious I don't, I don't really know man um let me see it might not say sometimes it'll say like 95 percent rye or you know 75 percent rye yeah, no, it doesn't say anything on this uh, this little tube that it's in. Let me pop this open real quick, see if it says anything. I don't think it does. I didn't but, mean to 
you know. No, no I don't care. Amazing bottle. looks nice. I know where you can get uh, – I maybe not that one. Some good Kentucky Owl, though. I haven't – I don't think I've ever had any other Kentucky Owl besides this. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> I have another Kentucky Owl back here. I think this is a bust. But it's the uh, – I'm not shitting on the brand, really. It's just I don't think I really enjoyed it. But it's the like the St. Patrick's Day. I uh, never tried it. Um, you know which one I'm talking about? No, I haven't even seen it. So it's like the St. Patrick's Day. Um, crazy. Limited edition, limited release. So it's a collaboration with uh, some, I don't know, some people from, I, I don't even know, some collaboration with some people. And it's like, a, hmm. I think it's like finishing like Irish whiskey. Okay. Cast or whatever, whatever. But, um, but yeah, that it's not it's not bad. But for the price, I was like, well, this yeah. is this is one of the few bottles that I kind of I don't necessarily regret. But I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't have paid as much as I did. Right. But yeah. but yeah, this uh, I don't see a mash bill for the. Uh, no, for that's fine. This I was one, just curious. yeah. No, I don't know, but it's that's a good, good one. The best ones don't tell their mash bills. Say what? The the best ones don't. Uh, don't reveal their mash bills. I see what you did there because you don't tell us what your mash bill is. I did, though. I, I think I did at the beginning. Well, I'm talking about on the bottle. Oh, you're right. I don't. <laughs> that That is, though, the reason for that is that because I source the whiskey, um, I can't guarantee that yep. it's going to be the same every time. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to put out a label and have to use the label when I'm not use the actual whiskey in there. Yeah, no, I'm just busting your balls. So, I know. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, I just, it's, it, but at some point, um, I don't know if I would ever put the mash bill, but at some point I will be burying my own barrels and uh, having a very, for sure, kind of mash bill all the time on yeah. certain that I do, on certain yeah. lines. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm excited to see what else you got coming out. I know you see you had the infused uh, whiskey, pecan-infused whiskey. Looking yes. forward to that and whatever else you got coming out. So appreciate you coming on, bud. Really looking forward to seeing what else you got coming in the future. Um, yeah, man. Really, really love the journey and how you've gotten to where you've gone, or how you came to where you've come from. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because I've never met you in person. We, we got we got to meet up for a drink at some point. Dude, so. Absolutely. 100 percent. Actually, we are going to be pretty soon. So I got you. Um, yeah, man, Perfect. I'm excited. And when this uh, barrel proof comes out, I promise you'll be one of the first to get a bottle. So um, yeah. I'm super, forward to it. It, super excited. But thank you again for having me, man. I look forward to talking to you soon. Anytime, man. Just hit me up. You got my number. So. Yeah, for sure. Until next time, everybody. Peace.